Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Permadeath post game. Uh, this this time, I'm joined by the same people as last time, being Kinross and Andy. I've just Yay. been rotating in this seat the whole time. I mean, fun fact: we're actually recording this straight after. <laughs> we were way ahead of the curve. Um, what was it last time? E3, uh, so we did it before E3. Yeah, it was just so, before E3. So that's so what, we went, even to, two, we two went to EGX in June. <laughs> yeah, travelled through um, time. Yeah, because we're just that good. But that's anyway, um, as you can hear, I'm a little bit sick. Uh, and the reason I'm sick is because we went to EGX last week. Yes, last week. Yeah, man, it feels time. like forever yeah. ago. It do- it feels like a lifetime ago. And I'm I'm still kind of poorly, so have sympathy for me, please. I do. Hang on, let me get the violin out. That's no, the I want worst actual sounding. sympathy. Oh, I've okay. been really, really sympathy. sick. <laughs> Where have you gone? And that was episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for this episode of the Post Game Podcast, we are going to... I, I think I've called it a different thing every time I've talked about it. But yeah. for this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about some of the games that we played at EGX. And um, hopefully, it's going to be less of me talking with my uh, nasally cold voice. And more of you two talking. With my nasally natural voice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So I guess I'll pick on a person, and then mm-hmm. they can pick a game that they want to talk about. Yeah. How does that sound? That does that good. sound good? That sounds good. Sure. You don't sound sure. <laughs> sure. All right, so let's start with a big one. Okay. Probably to you. No. Okay. Uh, let's start with Super Smash Bros, because I feel like that one's going to be kind of quick to talk about. Uh-huh. So, uh, Andy, you didn't play this? No, I, what? I didn't. See, it got to the stage where, like, I was with a load of people, and mm. we were just like, we really can't be asked to queue up for all these long games, so we didn't. So yeah, see, we, we, we had... queued up a, for a couple of long games, and then the, the rest were kind of smaller ones. We uh, we did the smart thing, and I uh, literally, what was it, like, 15-minute wait, 20-minute wait for Smash Bros., if that? It was, like, what? I think we got in, we got in at 10 past 10. Um, we got into the like hall at ten past ten, mm-hmm. and then by half past ten we played Smash. Yeah, and we were like, "Well, that's that's two hours that we've just saved." <laughs> yeah, because we thought like when we went to play Mario Odyssey, the queue for that was really really long. So mm-hmm. we were like, "Smash Bros is definitely going to have a long queue," and you know, it's it's going to be like bad. So surprisingly, we'll the uh... say that we want to play that game the yeah. most, and we'll queue up for that first. The game to have an instant queue. Of God knows how long was Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, which I kind of wanted to play, but I wasn't going to queue for two hours for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Evie and I played Smash Bros, and I think it was a little bit unfortunate. There were basically four-person booths and two-person booths, and um, what was it three? There was some number where we're like, okay, we'll be able to choose what characters we want and what map we play, and we're going to play the new Zelda one because why not? And um, we ended up getting paired with a random pair playing on Spirit Tracks. And at that moment, I decided I wanted to try and play a brand new character so that I can say that I did. So I tried to play Inkling, and um, that didn't go well. <laughs> I, Being honest, I don't think that Smash Bros. demo was that good. Um, just 
just out of interest, did you play it on Pro Controllers or was it GameCube or pro, what? Yeah, pro. it's Pro Controllers. Okay. There was a booth for GameCube, but that was like a specific queue for some reason. Um, um, but the problem with the Smash Bros. demo was the guy was like, just keep, like, pick your character, but keep the stage on random. And it picked the worst stage it possibly could have for me because that stage has so much going off, mm. you know. Yeah. I'm already tired. I'm, like, a bit overwhelmed. I need, I need a slow stage that's not fucking going at 200 miles an hour for me to, like, concentrate and figure out what yeah. I'm doing. And also the buttons didn't feel right to me because um, the buttons were A and B for me were jump mm-hmm. buttons. Yes. Um, and X and Y were the attack buttons, which mm-hmm. that's never been a thing. Uh, so I don't know why it was. I think it was in um, Wii U. I was going to say, I think was that's it? how I played in Wii yeah. U, but you, you could switch it, you could like uh, change all the... Yeah, not the demo, you could, but, but uh, yeah, so this was honestly the EGX of me having bad... Um, what well, you only I, had like two bad demos, didn't you? Well, not bad demos, but like the people, who the demo runners, I was like, because I was like, playing as the Inkling, you obviously run out of ink and you need to get more ink. I was like, how yeah. do I get more ink? Because currently the only way that I can do it is by killing myself or being killed. Uh, and he was just like, hit B. And I was like, but B is the one that fires it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and these other two guys were were very good. Well, yes. I mean, I always lose when we play. If I win, it's purely because the stage has let me or I've been lucky. So I'm always worse than Abby. And Abby was struggling against these two by the looks, and that was probably partly well, down to spirit tracks. I was also struggling because the fucking buttons were wrong. Well, yeah. So, but um, despite that, I'm still hyped. It, no, I'm still excited. Yeah, for it, it, w- but... it wasn't quite like I pictured it, obviously, because if you, some of the demos uh, they were playing like best of threes, and that would have been nice. But we got our we got our one map, and then we were out. But with um with that aside, like how did the characters feel to to play? Like I know you couldn't like do the ink properly, but um like with the the button mapping, like ignoring that and ignoring the fact that you couldn't like uh, go back into the ink. What was well, I mean, the I think feel of the characters. I think that this is where I kind of wish that I played someone that I already know how they work, because if they're making a move for this is a faster smash, um where everything's just been tuned tightly, then I'd actually be able to be like, hey, yeah, it is. it does feel a lot better to play, but because I have no clue how Inkling works. Um, what I did manage to pull off felt satisfying. I got screwed out of a mm-hmm. Smash Ball, so that's like typical typical Smash fashion. Smashing. Oh, yeah, I got a Smash Ball. Yeah, you killed me with it. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> hashtag not sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt it felt good. It looked like everyone else was moving good. Didn't notice anything in the ways of frame drop or any sort of issue. No, um, it, it ran um, quite well. Yeah, especially considering like Smash can be a very sort of explosion effects heavy game. Um, literally nothing I saw made it sort of slow down or anything. So I'm assuming I it was. Feel, I didn't docked. feel any input lag or anything. So it was docked. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, which. It just kind of makes me want to actually play, play it, it properly, though. Yeah. Which um, which character do you play, Abby? Like I played Zelda because they didn't have Crom, so what's so, the point? So pointless demo. Crom uh, hadn't been announced at the point of the. It was the same build as the E3 demo. I don't care. 
Right. They okay. should have put Chrom in there. I don't care that it was the same as E3. I want my Chrom. That's why I got sick. Mm. Lack of Chrom. Because <laughs> Chrom wasn't in it. Because Chrom wasn't there. Neither but was you could have played a Snake Isabel. if you'd played. Mm. Played the demo. Yeah. With his new ultimate. I am still kind of intrigued Smash. if they recorded all of the new voice lines for it, or if it was the old ones. Uh, I don't think I heard anything of the game. Nah, there was lots of just background lots noise. Lots of noise. But yeah, that was Smash. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking forward to it. Just didn't love the way that they ran the demo. It seemed like they just weren't prepared for how many people were going to be there. Which is really Because weird. as we got to the front of the queue... Uh, they were like, oh my god, the queue's like really long now and no one knows what they're queuing for. Oh yeah, because for whatever reason, the uh, the queues weren't lined up or set up properly. So basically, Pokemon and Smash were right next to each other. And Pokemon was looping around one way, Smash was looping around the other, and then they'd sort of met at the other end. So it basically became like a single queue facing in two directions. Um, and people were like, hey, which queue am I joining? And the people at the back were like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know how you don't prepare for those two two games to have long queues it felt like nintendo space was actually quite big but they had so much stuff crammed in there yeah yeah there was a lot of games needed a bit of a bigger space because normally i don't so i don't think that the indie stuff had its own little section last year i think that it was like in the indie i don't even section. remember what they had last year mario Mario and Fire Emblem, and then and, we went home. Uh, they had Sploon. Well, the Sploon was actually yeah, in its... Well, oh, no, they did have Sploon, and then they had the tournament section. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they didn't really have many games out the back then, they did, they? No. Not true. No, but they had too many this year. They need a bigger space. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. At least for the queues. Anyway, moving on from Smash. Andy, why don't you tell me about... Um, Tanglewood. Life is Strange Two. Oh, okay. Okay. Tang- <laughs> Tangle- so, <laughs> Tangle Strange Two. Tangle Strange. Life is Strange Two. Yeah. So we played Life is Strange Two. It's obviously out now. Uh, so the mm-hmm. the demo that we had, it was like a time demo. I didn't quite realize this, so I spent a lot of time. You know, when you sort of pick up a Life is Strange game or a, a similar like adventure game like that, where you kind of oh, just, click on everything. Yeah, yeah, you look around at everything and be like, "Oh, this is interesting. What's this all about? And what's this all about?" So um, I I did all of that, and then the the woman was like, "Oh, you've got five minutes left." And I'm like, sure, I need to I need to like progress the story. So I didn't really see much of the story. Uh, it was as far as I know, it was right at the start of the build of the game, and. You well, players, yeah, it was at the start of the build. Or sorry, it was the start the start of like the first episode. And I think uh-huh. it was just the, the full thing that that you could play through some but I'm not sure how how long you could have actually done it. Um but you play like as the older brother of of a, a couple of guys in the family and um you you kind of it looks like you were starting to, to get ready for a party and going out for that and then you could interact with the dad and who was like into his cars and fixing the car and it it played very much like in a similar fashion to Life is Strange, like the original one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure if I kind of felt the same thing for like the characters though. I I don't know if it this is the thing. I'm getting mad at people who are getting fucking up in arms about these characters not being Chloe and Max. It's fucking me off. Like, not you specifically, Andy, 
but like people in general just being really mad that it's like oh two teenage well a teenage boy and his brother instead of like two teenage girls because they can't I don't know fucking fan art of them I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm fine with it like them trying different characters but the thing is I don't think Max was very likable in no, the first I, episode I was gonna and say, everyone's gone oh I don't like these new characters immediately and I'm like I was gonna say at what point did chance. Max get likable I'm not entirely sure uh, she didn't for me oh. but <laughs> I think it was when she um, she spilled the paint on on uh, what's her name um, on the Victoria beach. and told her to go fuck her selfie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best lines. But yeah, I, no, you have to. I know, I know that you're like, oh, they're different characters. Just give them a chance, please, because it's yeah. really pissing me off. That, especially when people are like, oh, this is a game about men now and stupid men taking over our life is strange. I'm like, well, they're still a minority because they're fucking Hispanic. So, no, like... I mean, I think it was more of the fact that, like, because you didn't really get much face time of them. Yeah, you, you did, like, the demo itself because it was quite a slight one and I, I think it was about 10 minutes that we had. You did sort of get a feel for it, but I imagine just because it is fairly new, like, and, and there's only one episode out, so you, I couldn't really get a, a, a full feel for them. I mean, it, it did leave me kind of wanting some more, like the where it ended or where I was kicked Buy off of the it. demo. Um, Buy it. So was... I have no clue about Life is Strange 2. Don't know yeah. how, but I've somehow missed it. Um, did So I don't even know if this is a relevant question or not. Did you, in the demo, get to either wibbly-wobbly time magic stuff or the this game's equivalent thereof? Or is there not no. Abby who has so, the episode? I don't want to say anything about it. Okay. So, um, so there is the, <laughs> But it's not the, with me. Yeah, I don't want to say like, anything about it, though. Right, if, if, you, if you look at the trailers, there's there's clearly something going on. Don't then, look at the trailers, though. But yeah, don't don't look at the trailers, because it does <laughs> actually have Final a massive spoiler. So, yeah. so the, the bit where I, I sort of got up to in, in the actual demo itself, seemed to be just where X spoiler was in the trailer. It was kind of just the the setting scenes for that bit. Mm-hmm. So like I, I spent the most of the time like chatting to dad and it kind of gave you the options again to, you know, sort of the oh such and such will remember this or like yeah. um there was one bit where it was like, oh if you're honest with your dad and um like it was he kind of asked, Oh are you gonna spend uh, this money because you asked for some money. He said, are you going to spend this on, like, drugs and alcohol? And uh, apparently what she said yes, which I did. What did you say? I was like, yes. Oh, you said yes. <laughs> he gives you 40 bucks, where if you say no, the person that I went with um, said no, that he only gives you, like, half of that. So there is kind of those those what? options again. What a good dad. I know. Because he's like, um, now be honest with me, are you going to spend this on alcohol and weed? And he's like, yeah, probably. So he's like, I appreciate that you were honest with me. Just be careful and make sure that no one drives drunk. Have $40. It gave you more money than if you'd said, actually, no, I'm going to have some Coke. Yeah, because he's not like, like, like well, no, crack. They, I think they said specifically weed. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So it wasn't like fucking class A. No, I meant, I meant like I'm going out for soft drinks. But, um, like, I'm yeah, going to no, go, it, like when I go out. I'll have a well, coke. Well, I'm sure your dad would know that you're very not likely to <laughs> <laughs> not do hard to drugs. go out on the booze. Oh man, he would be so but... pleased if I did though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so okay, it kind of, of plays um, very similar in that regard, though. Like with all uh-huh. the options, and it, and it it just it just makes me wonder how they they're gonna like 
gel the story well together uh, with without the the big gimmick of like the time travel. I know there is some a, a gimmick. I'm assuming they did it? it with before the storm. Yeah, but it's like would it just end up? It would it just end up with some sort of like Telltale esque mm. like story? And I can let's see anything that's worrying me about it. The thing is about Life is Strange is it's not based on an intellectual property that you have to be invested in already. True. So you get to go in with like a pretty fresh state of mind on the whole thing, I guess. Not mm-hmm. so much anymore because it's not Max and Chloe, so why why mm-hmm. play this game? Mm-hmm. But um, that was sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> I just don't sound it. Um, but I think since they're selling the first episode individually, that you should at least try it if you're not that sure about it. Mm-hmm. And if you really rush through it, you might be able to finish it in under two hours. It took me three, so... Uh... But yeah, it's definitely... Oh, for like the, of... re- the refund. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Not Jesus. that I endorse that. <laughs> I but... don't endorse that. Yeah, no, it, it has left me wanting some more, and I, I will check it out. Whether I actually buy it straight away or wait until all the parts are out is, isn't the question, just to to, to mm. like see how everything else is. Um... I am buying the fuck out of that bundle when it comes to the next episode. I'm excited for it. I enjoyed episode one a lot, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be one of those things that I wouldn't be able to stop myself from watching like a Let's Play of. Yeah. So I bought the first episode. Well, I guess I'll be kind and I I'll still, buy I, it so that we could, you could talk about it. I do still think that it's very expensive. I still think it's a bit overpriced. Was it 25 Because 32 for all of it. Which I think is a lot of money. Like the first episode cost me six pound fifty, mm. um, which I think is a bit a fair amount of money. I think that's yeah, you know, expensive for a three-hour mm-hmm. episodic game thing. But I don't know. I'm invested in Life is Strange, so yeah, yeah. And I, I do want to know if my my theory links the two games together, but I won't go into that. But you have a theory. Yeah, I think I could be Barney's. So it, it kind of goes into the like gimmick of of what what is actually like involved in it, and I, I just wondered if that was something that that was linked to the the occurrences there is that a, happen. There is an interesting question when you boot up the game for the first time. What? Well, how um, did you end Life is Strange one? <laughs> it says this might be a spoiler for Life is Strange, so mute for a sec if you've not played it. But it says. Um, have you played Life is Strange Season 1? Mm-hmm. Or 1, and yeah. you say yes, and then it goes, did you choose to sacrifice Arcadia Bay? And then it's the yes or no answer, so... Oh, shit. Mm, I think it wow. is, I think it is what <laughs> I was thinking then. Um, uh, just so I get, because I don't want to spoil it. you'll have to buy it. the game to find out! Oh! Just because just I don't want to spoil it for Kim Ross and other people, I won't mention it, but I'll chat to you afterwards. <laughs> okay. Uh, shall we move on to another game then? Yep. How about Kinross? You pick as a game. Okay. I'd like to talk about Barbara as you. Okay. Because you is Barbara. So, uh, Barbara as you was announced in for, for the Switch in a direct, and I was like, this looks like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's kind of cool as an idea, but I don't know whether it would really work as a game. So, basically, you play as. Baba, who is you, um, <laughs> and, 
And Bubba is kind of like a sheep, kind of like a goat, kind of like a dog in this weird sort of pixel sort of world. And you basically move around. It's a puzzle game where in the world there are basically like elements of code where it's like wall is solid or lava is is kill or yeah, rock is push. And you rearrange the blocks of code to... Um, solve a puzzle so that you can get to flag is win um, I think I tried to make it you is win but that breaks <laughs> the game because uh, <laughs> you can't touch yourself um, so yeah it's oh. try it, and uh, there's a hundred levels I got to like twelve or something or was it eight and then there was a bloody wall puzzle um, Baba is wall <laughs> um but war is death. So yeah, I went on a complete 180 from being like, eh, because I wanted. I was playing this whilst Debbie was going to have a have a look at another game. I was like, screw it, I'm going to play this because no one's looking at it. And uh, and I'm instantly sold on it, and I want it. I want it bad. It kind of sounds a bit like. Did you play Typo Man? A little bit of. Oh yeah. So Typo Man was like you you were going around and you were having to spell words and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like changing the meanings of words to, to okay. um, yeah, make sort of it like safe, that. or it kind of sounds a bit like that. It, I think um, it's a bit like that, but it's not a two D. Oh, is it three D? Yeah, no, it's, it's just like a two D top down two D. Oh right, okay. Um, I, some screenshots I think at know. the time I like compared it sort of like Scribble Noughts, where you just sort of try and throw whatever at the wall to see what works. But where Scribble Noughts has so many options and you don't know what like summoning violin is going to do or dinosaur or Cthulhu, you can look at the simple sort of rules and be like, okay, if I turn rock into wall into lava, then that's obviously just gonna be like that. Um so it's like it seems felt like a more focused Scribble Noughts type game. Where right. you can um, actually solve puzzles through um, logical merit rather than throwing Cthulhu at everything. <laughs> is, is that only for Switch that one's out? No, um, it's on Steam as well. It's on Steam as well. No release date yet, but uh, yeah. Seems like something you might enjoy. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely sort of up Andy's street, I feel. I I'm, I can't even remember what the game was, but there was another the game like out a few years ago where it kind of sounded like it had similar mechanics to that, but it was a three D sort of puzzle platformer mm-hmm. where you could reprogram different blocks and like make it into uh, like a block into a jump pad or uh, change different like aspects. Oh of... god, I can't. Even I mean, there have there have been a few. Yeah, there have been a few of these games lately. There was um, also. Um, hack and slash was like a Zelda type um, hacking game, um, but yeah, th- I I I like this sort of move of logic puzzle. It reminds me of like those turtles that you got to play with at school every now and again. Oh yeah, yeah. End of story. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it just it just scratches that itch in my brain of of logic puzzles, which is not a part of my brain that I have. So yeah, but it's Barber. 
There'll be a hideous plushie. Hi. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. How about you pick a game? Okay. Uh, what? Should I chat about what is golf? Uh, uh, is... picking their own bloody games fucking hell I mean oh, I was going to talk about the one that I really wanted to play talk about so because no one was going to be like hey Kim let's talk about, about what... Barbara's you talk about what the, what the golf okay I, I thought we were just like picking picking games that we wanted to chat about like what what you wanted to hear about I just don't want to hear about my fucking strife of playing a fucking barbarian in Diablo you, you, are, you just like gave that. me a a, a, a a game to pick <laughs> Um, what Pick the... bloody what the golf then? Fucking I don't what, care. <laughs> what the golf is a game uh, where you play golf, but the people that designed it apparently weren't particularly into golf itself. Mm-hmm. So it goes a bit mental. Uh, if you if you imagine something like golf with friends, where you're sort of going around these crazy courses, um, but it's it's more of like the golf ball changes in certain levels so in one level you are playing as a car and you're trying to avoid like like road obstacles and like driving it around and and it had a momentum after you after you pulled it back and like hit it it would kind of go and then as you pulled it to to make shot two it would kind of skid around a corner um there was another map where instead of one golf ball you had about a hundred golf balls (laughs) and there was the mechanics of like trying to get them uh, up and round uh, to the to the hole at the top. Um, mm-hmm. There was another level which was like designed after Super Hot, where there was people shooting at you, and then you could get the golf ball to go into like shotguns and pistols and pick them up and like take out the like the people shooting at you. But while the golf ball wasn't moving, like the enemies weren't moving and the bullets weren't moving as well. And there was another one where you were playing as a house and you had to relocate the house. It it kind of went some places and it was just a fun, stupid, silly golf game uh, that seemed quite fun to pick up and put down for like a few minutes. And it was just in the indie section. Oh, it was in the uh, left field. Yeah, it was in the left field collection, which is kind of... I never go there. I know like one time and it was just full of these really obscure games and I've like never been back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't normally go there, but there was some quite cool games in the Leftfield collection this time. Uh oh, okay. I, I didn't play them all, but the I did see one where it was a game, it was attached to a paper shredder. And at, at certain points oh, during one. the game Um that someone it would say rip up a book and shred a page and there was just like a load of shredded pages just tumbling off the desk out of the shredder which had a mouth on it and just like spewing onto the floor with bits of shredded paper going everywhere it, yeah um, i don't know was, if the game was that any was good. weird <laughs> but i saw that cool. while we were waiting and it was just like hmm because it was yeah. right next to um build a pc simulator i think oh was it yeah but yeah um uh-huh. Yeah, that was what the Enjoyable. golf. It was, yeah, it was. Was it um, single player or multi? It was um, single player. Mm. So oh, that's it's. So uh, I'm not sure if it's it's going to be multiplayer because there wasn't a, a, a developer about to to play on it. it um, okay. No, I just checked on the Steam page. It's only a single player game. It's uh, it's not it's out really until weird. 2019 though. 
Well, maybe they'll add multiplayer. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem like a stupid game like that, that you could just play about with and mm-hmm. have, have fun with. Fair enough, fair enough. So what would you like to talk about, Abby? <laughs> I want to talk about Travis. Okay. Pick a game so everyone can play Does yourself. he strike again or something? <laughs> Hilarious. So, if you've been around for a while, you will know that no More Heroes is one of my favourite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they... You were, you were both actually there when they announced that there was going to be another No More yes. Heroes game. Yep. Because it was at the Switch presentation. Mm-hmm. And I th- seem to recall I lost my shit a little bit. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> not quite as much... If not... Fire well, maybe, Emblem Not quite as much as for Fire Emblem Warriors. Maybe a little Which bit Which is more. weird, but... Because uh, uh, Suda came out wearing that T-shirt with the Santa Destroy star on, and I was like, "Don't you be wearing that shirt, Suda! Don't you be teasing me!" And then he like unveiled some new art of Travis and stuff, <laughs> and it was cool. And that was it. And then what? And then that was it, wasn't it? That's all we saw. Yeah, that that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I didn't expect another No More Heroes game. That's fine. Um, but then we started to see gameplay of the new No More Heroes game, and <laughs> suddenly I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. You know when they just change something so much that you're like, oh... Is this even the same game? But, but it was good before. Why mm. is it different now? Um, so I was really worried going into demo this. Like, I'd seen loads and loads of gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still nervous. Like, I thought, maybe it'll be fun, but I really don't know. Like, maybe, maybe saying... it's one of those things that looks bad to watch, but is fun to play. Yeah, I don't think it looks necessarily bad to watch. Well, you know, it like just... it doesn't look fun to watch. If you if you get like, what I mean, it feels like one of those games where you just need to like actually have a go yourself yeah. to see if it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I said this to the guy going in because he was like, "Right, have you played No More Heroes before?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a huge fan. You don't know how many times I've played No More Heroes one, but I'm really, really nervous about this." And he was like, "Okay, don't be nervous about it." Mm-hmm. Okay. If you say so, because most people were demoing that game two-player, but Kinross didn't want to play with me, so... Uh... I didn't know that... I asked, does it have the two-player, and the guy was like, just ignoring me, so I was like, alright, fine, I'll play Doom. It, it did have the two-player. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that now. Um, so, I don't know how to describe this game. It's like, a little bit like Pokemon Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an arcade hacky so- slashy. Yeah. Top-down. Um, which... Even though that's the part of the game that I played, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's all that the game is, because we've only ever seen bits from... Oh, yeah, because different, different worlds have, like, different game yeah, styles, Yeah, they're based around they? different game styles yeah. or whatever, but we haven't seen much of it, mm-hmm. so I just played the level that everyone who cares has seen videos about. Game Explained have about four videos of the same bit, I'm pretty sure, by mm-hmm. now. Um, but I loved it. I really, really loved it. I thought it was fun. And I thought it was witty, which is what I would expect mm-hmm. from the writing of a No More Heroes game. So, for example, uh, when I got to the boss of this section, mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you 15 seconds to just attack me and, you know, do as much damage as you can. Yep. And then he called it the Birmingham Special. In case you didn't know, EGX was in Birmingham. Birmingham Special, Andy. I wasn't sure if it was mm. a reference to something in-game or... 
no, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's a reference to like they they kept making references to the fact that they were at EGS. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. Um, so there was one part of the game where it was like, um, so it was the boss fight again, mm-hmm. uh, because there's three phases to that boss fight. Yeah. But up until EGX, I think they had only shown off two. So yeah, E3, and then they said E3 showed off the first. Gamescom showed off the second. And then PAX maybe showed off the third one first because I don't imagine that EGX got the exclusive on that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like a third stage, and then they were like, "Oh, you know how we can tell that EGX is better than Gamescom because you get the third phase of the <laughs> boss," <laughs> and it was just like really funny. So, like I this so obviously like it was it was good to play. And uh, it's it's good that it has still like its sense of humor in at least the demo, but uh, I'm curious whether this sort of entire stretch of game, this vertical slice or whatever, is purely separate from the game and is like for demo purposes, or if it is part of the actual game. And in which case, I want to know what the dialogue is like in the actual game because it's obviously not going to reference. Yeah, I was. Birmingham or EGX. I was just going to say, no. is it like a throwaway comment, game. or is it something that could easily be, like... Oh, it's something that could easily be replaced. I think, honestly, I think they have, like, a demo build, where they just, like, add another phase onto that boss every so often. Mm-hmm. And they just change the dialogue slightly. So they're like, yeah. hey, we're at, we're at Gamescom today, but next week we're at EGX, so mm-hmm. we'll just, like, edit the text a little bit, or yeah. whatever. But I guess, like, if, if the, the humour is at the core of, like, what they're trying to do, then I guess the actual game will still have that. It will just not be any dialogue that we've seen before. Yeah. I I honestly think that that section of game is part of a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if, like they said, the game has like six worlds or something, if that was one world and I finished it in like 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be a real short game, but... um... So was it very fourth wall breaking other than the fact that it sort of referenced EGX? Or, or... Uh, yeah, but No More Heroes always has right, been. Okay. Like, <laughs> they always have like sections where um, like Travis will be like, and you know, you're playing at home, you're, you know, you, you got to press the A button, or otherwise we can't start, and like he'll talk to the camera sometimes and stuff. Like It's always been a bit right, okay. fourth wall breaking, it's I suppose. So, so, so it's very yeah, in keeping with, with the, the general style of it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I was very happy about because it's so drastically different gameplay-wise. Um, and I know the thing that pisses me off is that I know that this game is not going to do very well um, because I feel like like No More Heroes was one of those sort of like cult classic games. It wasn't like didn't sell huge amounts, but the people who played it really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But how many of those people are still invested in No More Heroes? How many of those people are going to be willing to give No More Heroes Tra- well, Travis Strikes Again a chance because it's so different? And, like, so you're, drop- like, you're like cutting off your sails. Yeah. No one who's not played No More Heroes before is going to be like, this is the time to jump in. Um, And I feel like they would really benefit from porting either both 1 and 2 to the Switch or um, No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise to the Switch. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should do that yeah like really should do that um because if this game fucking flops 
they're never gonna make No More Heroes 3. That's never gonna happen. Because they're like, we're gonna see how No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again does on Switch, and then we'll see from there. And I'm like, well, you're not gonna make No More Heroes 3 then, <laughs> are <Yeah>. you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I'm very excited for this game. It comes out just after my birthday, so hopefully, you know, retail copy maybe. That'd be nice. Um, but I kind of hope that they put that demo to some extent on the eShop. Yeah. yeah. So that more people can try it, because I feel like it needs a demo to convince people that it's actually kind of fun. Like, it's not the same as No More Heroes, but it's fun in its own way, in my opinion. Yeah, particularly for those people that have like who do or are into um, No More Heroes and they're like, eh, it's so different. At least if it, there's a free demo, they can be like, eh, I still enjoy this. Which is, you know, literally the point. everyone. <laughs> like, everyone is sceptical as fuck about yeah. Travis Strikes Again. I was. Like, I'm one of the biggest No More Heroes fans there is. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that makes me sound weird and... Weeb. <laughs> Weeb. I don't know what the word is. Um, but I've been singing the praises of No More Heroes for fucking ten years now. Yep. So, just trust me and try it if you can. And if not, just fucking buy it and try it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But I don't know that I would recommend it to someone who's never played No More Heroes before. Because... I just, I don't feel like there would be much for you, apart from just, like, a bit of mindless gameplay. It reminded me a bit of Warriors in the terms that I th- I think I could play that game and just like switch off for yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's just a, a kill things game. Yeah, that that's pretty much the point of No More Heroes. It's just it did it differently before. So. Yeah, you still shake the Joy-Con to charge up your... Yeah, you do. Um, although I did not understand how that worked at first because I thought you had to... like So the way that you activate that is you press the stick in once and then you like waggle your... Oh, uh, okay waggle your um, Joy-Con but I was ho- trying to hold it in and do it at the same time mm-hmm. that don't work no. don't do so, that so. I wonder how that works if it's in like handheld modes if they if you just like shake the whole screen or how how will that all work I mean does um, yeah because that's what I was curious about when I was watching it and the demo guy didn't answer <laughs> again worst experience of demo guys I suppose the... I, feel, I feel like not a lot of them knew what they were talking about this year to be honest yeah. but some of them are quite nice. Is the question like is, is it is it like um, if you were to be shaking the screen and it was in handheld modes, oh. is it like do you need to see the screen at that stage to to be game cre- gameplay crucial, or um, do you reckon you could get, shake it and? I think I think you could probably do it because while you're like recharging your beam katana, um, you can't move, you can't do anything yeah. until okay. you, can't you stop charging. So it doesn't seem so. like it's potentially going to be an issue. Nah. Mm, no, but I think it'd be awkward if you were playing in handheld mode and you had to, like, fucking shake the whole yeah. thing Same. up and down or whatever. But I guess we'll see how it goes. Yep. Don't know. Where? I think I've just been informed that Minecraft have just put pandas into the game. <laughs> oh Good God. job, Minecraft. What? You're at the cutting edge of technology what? once again. You don't... Oh my God! Let's have a look. Breaking news. Da 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 da. Oh, that's so cute. Right, who's gonna pick a game next? 
Andy. You want me? Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because well. That you either want to hear about or want to talk about. Should we, should we get Kinross? Or actually, uh, let's hear about Starlink because I that was a game that I didn't get to play either, and I'm kind of vaguely mm-hmm. intrigued about it. And I know it's did did it have the, like the Star Fox stuff in it or? Yes. Okay. Um, you could have gone to any of the booths, but of course we went to the Nintendo one where you got to use the R wing. Um, uh, we didn't see any of like the Star Fox missions. It was literally that you're using the R wing rather than one of the um, other ships for the PS4 or Xbox One. Right. Um, my demo sucked. I enjoyed it, but it sucked was because the the uh... Uh, so the the way that the demo worked. It was quite a lengthy demo for everyone else. Um, you like go for what it looked like. You go down to a planet. You do some sort of exploring around it. You kill some dudes. You trigger a boss. You fight the boss. The guy before me failed at the boss, and rather than restarting the demo. The demo guide was just like, yeah, reload the last checkpoint. So I didn't know how to play the game, and he threw me into a boss fight. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I still. I, I feel ev- really bad for because my demo, my demo guy was awesome. Yeah. I really liked my guy. I think my guy wanted to go on break because he, like, I was asking him questions. He was like, what? Well, uh, uh, I don't know. You push this button and something happens. I was because there was something flashing in the bottom left hand corner. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, just push the the left the left bumper. I'm like, but that just fires my gun. That's not doing anything to that. Uh, and he's like, never talk to me again. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that because I'm super into the idea of uh, an actual toys to life thing that looks kind of fun and. The modular system of the ships oh, is amazingly oh, cool. Oh, fucking hell. It lights up at the back. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the engine lights, lights up. up at the back. Oh, that's so cool to me still. Um, so his, but that that model is neat. Here's the question. How, how did... Did you get to, like, demo the Toys to Life aspect of it? Because I hear that the, the toys and, like, the weapons and everything, you don't actually have to physically attach them to, to change them over. No, so I you think do you have to, like, attach time. them once. And then you can yeah. edit your module thing in game because otherwise, if you wanted to play it on the go, you'd have to take like the R wing yeah. with you everywhere you went. Right. Okay. Um, I think that there is a system within the game to like buy modules without having to buy the physical thing, but I can't be entirely sure. But yeah, once you've like plugged something in, um, it's sort of like added to your your in game digital inventory. So you can always just like plug it in, but it's way more fun to be like, I'm gonna turn my rocket the other way around now. Yeah, my guy was really talkative about the like actual toy part of it. He was like, "Oh, if you want, we can take this wing off." And he like showed me how it like detached, and then like, your guy actually showed how off. you put Star Fox in, uh, Fox McCloud yeah. in. I'm like, I he didn't t- know that. He took the whole thing apart to show me the pilot inside, which you know was probably a waste of everyone's time to be honest, because it was just one of those things that was either play until you finish the demo or play <laughs> until you die. So, mm. um. Yeah, he was, like, really talkative, and he seemed, like, this is the thing that makes a difference to me, is when someone seems excited about the game that they're demoing. Yeah. Um, it makes he, me, like, really invested in He seemed like a know, Star Fox it. guy as well. Yeah. Um, because, remember, I had a really bad experience demoing actual Star Fox. So, I know about bad demo experiences, yeah. and it can really, like, take the wind out of your sails if you're excited about something, so... Yeah, I kind of would have liked to have queued up again. 
Um, but the queue then started to get a little bit long. And particularly because the demo was so long, it was just like even five people excuse me, would have been like a half hour, 45 minute wait. So, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to buy it. I pre-ordered it this this morning. And I'm just like a little bummed that I didn't get to to enjoy as much. So mechanically, it's... Uh, it's so fun. I, yeah, again, I I couldn't work it out to fly for the longest time. Um, <laughs> so basically anything as to how you move and things took me forever to do um, I took a while asking the guy how do I invert my controls because good god and he was like why would you want to do that for god's sake um, so yeah you fly around you shoot stuff in your ship you can collect minerals as well yeah. while you're in your ship okay, which I thought was neat Yep, you can Didn't find like rocks and stuff and hover near them and like extract things yeah. from them that was probably um, in the uh, so, in the not, not boss bit. So it's so it sort of it feels... was after it was after oh. you beat the first boss because oh. there were two so, bosses that I saw. So having not really looked at Starlink much, is it an on rails thing like like Star Fox was, or is it more no. like a free roaming? It's, nah, it's more space like sim type thing. No Man's Sky. Yeah, I was going to okay. say it's kind of No Man's Skyy, but if you were if it was like ship combat. So it's pure combat, or is, like is there still in... like collecting resources like, and yeah, ex- building stuff with them? I don't. I don't think you ever leave your ship. But if they're be saying that there's resources to collect, then it's like there. It is an it's like quote unquote open world. Right. Um, Let's like, see what it actually says about the description of this game. Because, um, yeah, obviously Star Fox, you can't really move much. Whereas I think if I really wanted to, I could have flown out into space and said, "Screw you, boss battle." So, Starlink Battle for Atlas is an action-adventure game third-person perspective set in the Atlas star system. The player ventures into different parts of the Atlas star system, meet with different alien species, and form an alliance in order to build a crew. Uh, Oh, it's got multiplayer. Mm. I didn't know that. Each planet has their own landscape. Uh, Player can also engage in space and land-based combat with enemies using spaceships. Yeah, I think they also made it sound like I mean this is possibly like PR guff again, but that there are um, side quests that can sort of impact the outcome of the end game, perhaps. Like if you um, take down some scourge in a particular sector of a planet, then things go better for you in the in the end game. But it's always hard to tell whether they're just saying that. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy, but once I've got a hang of it, I it. The transition between space and a planet's surface is described as seamless. It was pretty seamless, I will give it them that. It was pretty good. I think you might get a kick out of it, Andy. Right. Yeah. But I don't know why, if you have the option to buy it on Switch, why you would buy it on anything else. Um, if you... I mean, you get extra content, which is always nice, but like, if you really didn't like Fox... Or like the R wing design, then you might be like, yeah, I'll pick it up on PlayStation. What I'd say, Andy, is uh, is try and get a demo of it, play for like twenty minutes, and you were like, mechanically, you know whether you're into it or not. Yeah, because it's not it's like, not a cheap thing to jump into, because you've got to buy the ship along with it. Yeah, well, like, I want to show off for a second though. Let me show off because the guy the guy who was demoing the game said I did the best of. All the people that played it so far that day. That is true. Good job. 
because you almost you me. almost beat the boss. I did. I think I don't remember how I died, but probably the boss. <laughs> probably the boss. I don't remember, but um, if you've played a Star Fox game, this is the Star Fox game you've been waiting for. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> for like twenty years. Yeah. So, um. This is what I wanted Star Fox Zero to be, essentially. Apart from, I know it's not a Star Fox game. Mm-hmm. I know that there are other characters that are probably more important than Fox are in the, in the main, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But, um, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I cannot wait for it to come out. It only comes out in like seventeen days or something. I can't wait. Yep. Uh, it's a week Tuesday. Two weeks Tuesday. I can't wait can't wait i'm gonna go downtown hopefully get a copy of it because game won't let me pre-order anything Mm. (laughs) it's gonna be good uh any other questions about it andy um all i can think of like or was was there like any sort of like um did you play any story or like how did any of it no, no, you didn't. I mean, I, get, I think that the mission was technically part of the story. Like, they didn't uh, give us context for anything though. So it no, was, like, it you had have to go here and fight was, this boss. It had like go here a main. I think that the thing in the corner that gave like the objective thing did say main, but I don't know if that's like the main objective or main story objective. So uh, probably means main objective. Right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um. So we could be doing a side quest. Not a clue. Yeah. They sort of just dropped us in it some of us more than others um <laughs> you'll get there <laughs> and it'll be enjoyable yeah well it'll be amazing anyway anything else mm, i don't think so oh. play it and buy it and love it <laughs> in that order <laughs> okay i will yeah. <laughs> no you I'll, won't I'll then... that's not true yeah, yeah okay I know, we'll see. I might like try and steal or have a look at one of yours when you get it and see if I like it mm-hmm. there, that way. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That makes sense. Uh, let's tick off some smaller games, though. I'd like... Okay, I'd like I'd point. like to ask... Andy, why the crap did you play Surgeon Sim? Why did I play... It was on the Switch. And... What? It was on the Switch. Huh. So, I... Oh, man, is this our... Um... Oh, what was it called? Trauma Center. Is this is this our final finally our return to trauma center? <laughs> <laughs> so um it it I, I didn't either I was really bad at it, which is a high possibility. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> or I don't think it played very well on the Switch. So oh. uh, Are there even enough? Have you buttons? played it before? Oh. I haven't. So may, maybe that's like part oh, okay. of the issue. I mean the ho- the whole point of the game is that it's jankily controlled. I, I know it's fairly jank, but it I d- so you, you basically, it, it seems like um, one you can, like each of the Joy-Con act as each one of your hands, so which which kind of makes sense, and it uses like the, the motion oh. controls. So you get to have both of your hands this time, because normally you only get the one. Yeah, well, you can, the the way that they got us to play it, which is pro- probably didn't help, it was, it was a co-op thing, so one person had the left hand and the other person had the right hand. Um, yeah. But like I, I don't know if it's just the the jank of Surgeon Sim or just uh, just the way that everything was working, or if I didn't understand the controls properly. 
but the the hand didn't seem to to act in the way that I wanted it to. So there was um, that sounds like surgeon sim. <laughs> maybe it is just surgeon sim then, because it it was you you uh, the the particular one was you're trying to replace the guy's heart. I think it was. So mm-hmm. you had like the the uh, pretty much all of the the equipment that that you, that I've seen in the other like surgeon sim games. So there was like um, a bone saw, like a hammer, uh, a, a drill, and yeah, uh, it it seemed like when it, we dropped one of the the saws like down the side of the patient, and when I was trying to grab it, like it it took a while to get it, but when we eventually when I eventually picked it up, like it seemed very hard to rotate the hand and get it like going in the right direction even though you would kind of think that the Joy-Con would allow a bit more of the maneuverability with it. So Yeah, that um like obviously without seeing it it's kinda of hard to say whether it is worse than it is before, but that sounds like a cross between like OG Surgeon Sim and the VR version. It isn't particularly easy to control, even like the logic of rotating stuff doesn't quite make sense. So it might it might just be because it's your first experience of surgeons yeah. that you you're noticing how bad it is. But it could also be worse. That's the unfortunate thing. It's like we've made a game that plays badly. It, it try and work out if it plays worse now. I was gonna say it just it just felt it didn't feel fun to to play about with it. And I I want to mm-hmm. like put half of it down to to me not understanding because the guy did say like oh if if. If it becomes a bit weird, you can click one of the buttons and then it will reset the hand to like a zero position. Yeah. And that didn't seem to work. So whether he told me the wrong control or whether I was doing something wrong. Mm. So it, it, it could very well be me being bad at like trying to control it. Um, it, it just didn't... It felt like you should have had more fidelity in it. And that, that might mm-hmm. just be because I'm coming from a, a, a position of playing a lot more VR games and being able to control my hands and like move everything or just being able to everything ha- being a lot more fluid in the way that you're doing all the actions and yes it is meant to be a bit jank but it just fe- felt too jank um, mm-hmm. but yeah it's pretty much Surgeon Sim and on the Switch and uh, portable <laughs> Fair enough. But now you can play it on the bus yes you can you oh man because you, you, you can do to. all the surgeries in an ambulance <laughs> now. but realism but yeah def- definitely like now you can playing it co-op um, the the hands have collision, so <laughs> so <laughs> you um there there was some funny moments where like the, the um the person I was with was playing the left hand and I was with the right, and um I was trying to get some of this stuff on the left hand side, and then we we got cross handed, and then we couldn't figure out how to get back to the other side, so we were kind of having to play hack handed for for some of it as well, <laughs> so um it did oh. seem like a. a if if it works okay, the rest of it it just seemed like a quite quite a fun party game, but yeah. it might just be jank. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, another small game. Let's go. Tell me about. Uh, I'll talk about Moonlighter really quickly actually because yeah. I've already talked about it before. Uh, I played that on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was very excited about that game coming out on Switch. Yeah. Uh, and it plays very well. I'm glad to say it plays exactly like Moonlighter should. Good, good. Um, that's going to take me some time to get used to the controls. Oh, because um, you played keyboard, didn't you? I played with the keyboard because I'm a freak of nature. Literally, um, like, the first message you <laughs> said to me was, "Buy the- well, you said, buy this game, and then you said, don't play keyboard. I was like, 
you know, I'm gonna try keyboard just to know. <laughs> I had to. I went I played, through. I played the... the entire game in keyboard and mouse. Well, no, it doesn't even use the mouse. No, it's just keyboard. Did you play badly in the keyboard uh, then, like. Well, I got used to it. Yeah, but it's, now I'm not it... used to the buttons. <laughs> right. so. It's not. It's like a Binding of Isaac type game that doesn't really benefit from digital control. <laughs> oh. So you've got, like, WASD as you move around buttons, and then, like, a J, K, L, uh, like, all things that do something. Um, like, I think J is your attack button, and then Z and X do something, yeah. and it's just, like, a really weird keyboard layout. So it's it's not good. Um, so but... kind of just trying to link it into something, because I haven't played Binding of Isaac on the keyboard, but, like, um, was it the Prairie King thing from Stardew Valley? Yeah, a little bit like that, but with more buttons. Right, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you have, like, an inventory work. to manage, so. Yeah. Because you have, like, a hotkey for your potions, um, for your attack, uh, for... Picking stuff up. Um, yeah, for, like, opening chests, and then you've got, like, a whole different set of buttons for managing your actual inventory, which is kind of the point of the game. So, yeah. It's to try and Tetris as much as you can into your bag. So did it work well on the, um, the Switch, like running and everything and like what the controls even though they, they were different yeah it ran fine uh the only problem i had was i kept pressing the button to use the potion and i used up all of the potions and then sort of like just left the demo yeah that's uh that's what happened to me when i was playing with the controller because i just completely screwed up my my controller button um that is just like a, a muscle memory thing you get used to it yeah okay um, but I'm excited for it to come out on the Switch because it currently still doesn't have New Game Plus, so I can't start a new game save file, and you can only have one save file on the PC. Yeah. So, did kind of wanted to start it again, so I'm looking forward to that. Did you notice out. if it had multiple saves on the Switch, or was it just the one? I, uh, I don't think so. Um, it was just like you know how they have demo builds. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, it has this one state. So you know how you have multiple uh, save files, multiple profiles. Multiple, ah, multiple profiles. There you go. Solved your issue. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it again. I recommend it. I'm Although, looking forward to having I, it on I my shelf. Really weird. I want to. I want to get your reactions to this. Um, negative feedback about Moonlighter. Okay. <sighs> just, just to see if you think the same I, that I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't negative your negative feed- feedback. This is no, else's. no, no. Okay. This is negative feedback that's quite common for Moonlighter. Is okay. If you look up how much things are supposed to cost, then the game is really easy. <laughs> Having not played it, but heard a bit okay. about so, okay, it, isn't yeah. the idea so, that you're meant to sort of play about with the prices and yeah, so that? you yeah, <laughs> you throw you so throw, if you, you look s- it up, it's easy. Like, well, yes, obviously, because you've looked up the answer. Yeah, so it's like half of the half of the game is the dungeoning, and then half of the game is selling the stuff that you find, and. You're you're basically just operating this shop, and you're like, "Eh, I think this thing's worth a hundred gold." And then people come in, and they're either like sad and won't buy it because it's too expensive. They're like, "Yeah, that's all right," or they're super happy because they got it for way cheaper than they should have. And it's all about like trying to find the right balance of how much to sell things for and adjusting your prices accordingly. Um, And yeah, if you. (laughs) If you look at the prices, it's basically cheating in a puzzle game. It's like, uh, if if you if you find all the solutions for the witness and you look through them, 
then the game's really easy. Oh, the game's really easy. Like I don't know why people are having so much trouble. You just you just do this thing that I saw online. <laughs> yeah, it's like really shallow because like you can just look up the fucking solution to the problem. It'd be like looking up going into a Picross game and being like, okay, I've uh, I'm just gonna copy this picture right here that I see online. <laughs> ah, I did it in like 20 seconds. That was really easy. <laughs> that's stupid criticism, right? Yeah, that's a pretty bad criticism. It's a, it's it's got its, its flaws, it's but te- fucking hell, that's just... <laughs> it's technically valid, but it's not a criticism of the game. It's a criticism of the player. Yeah. Uh, if you choose to cheat, then that's on you. That's on you. It's it's not the game's fault. I think that the game could uh... do because it took me a while to work out how the book worked. I think the game could do more to inform you about like. The, because as you find stuff, it fills in your little book, and the book tells you like the most valuable thing in in this dungeon, the least valuable thing, and it's in like value order. So if it's towards the bottom half, you know vaguely what it's going to be worth. Um, it took me like halfway through the second dungeon to realize that that was the case. So it could have done with like letting you know that before, but otherwise, yeah, it's a, that's a stupid criticism. A stupidism. A stupidism. Anyway, buy Moonlighter. That's that, that's yep. the solution. It's going to be physical. Uh, buy it. I've already bought my copy. Oh. It's pre-ordered and paid for. Nice. Um, let's tell me about Killer Queen Black, Andy. Okay. I didn't get much. Yeah, because we wanted to play this and we couldn't find anyone to play it with. Yeah, we didn't get much play time on it. It's a, a Nintendo Switch game. It's a, an eight-player. A platformer-esque game. Um, each side has got like four players, obviously. One person plays yep. as the queen, and the rest of the players play as little workers. And mm-hmm. if you imagine, it's got like a, a Towerfall-esque uh, stylization about it, and it, it is like a... The, I think the maps are randomized. Um, I couldn't tell you that. They kind of looked a bit random, but there's there's certain amount of win states... So it's the one that we played was the best out of five. So you had to get three victories. Um, Along one part of it, there's a snail. So the person playing a worker can jump on the snail. And if you get the snail from the middle to your goal without the the other team killing uh, you, then you win that way. Uh, If you collect a load of um, like pollen, I think it was. Uh, and get blue, it'll sort of look like blueberry type thing, yeah. The little orby things, or so, something mm-hmm. if you collect enough of them, you win. Or if you kill the enemy queen um, three times, then you win yep. as well. So, I played, the... oh, sorry. sorry, is the queen the only one that can attack, or could you? I can't remember if you could upgrade workers into little soldiers as well. Uh, I'm not or sure, or is that only soldiers against other workers? Um, I played as the queen. Uh, in in okay. our game, so I didn't like play as the worker. Um, so mm-hmm. so you, the queen sort of had a, a, an ability to sort of fly, and then do like a uh, an, an attack move as well. So you could like do a, a slide attack or uh, through the air. Uh, the, you could kill workers with the queen as well. Um, yep. I'm not sure if the workers could do much to defend against the queen. Like um, we we had we were up against two other people. So it's only like two v two, so it it wasn't mm-hmm. quite the the full game itself, or like a a full game, and uh, I don't know if they weren't defending against the queen, 
or if I was just annihilating them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the enemy queen can can kill you, so yep. it kind of did end up just a, a lot of like me just going after their queen, trying to kill them mm-hmm. and, and getting win states from that. And uh, you can tell how many deaths there are because like every time you kill the queen, there's um, basically like three uh, sort of sacks in the enemy area which be- mm-hmm. like and then she like a new queen gets birthed out of them so you can kind of see it counting down um yeah. so yeah it seemed like quite a fun game i i don't know if like there would be a situation where there'd be eight of us like to i think that they said that there would be online because i was like this seems like a really cool game but i'm never gonna have seven other people to play with but um, I think yeah, you can play on. I think they online. did mention online, yeah. But even with like online. it's based, it's based on an arcade game, where you, you had to have that many people in the area to play it. But um, um, but even online, like you would kind of need to have like a uh, either seven friends, or if it just puts you in like lobbies with with other people. Um, I think it was yeah, a, I think it was a matchmaking thing. Like you could make up a party and then matchmake or. Uh, it just threw you in with, with people if you had no one else. But yeah, it seemed like quite a quite a fun little like silly arcade game. I'm I'm not sure if like the queen was overpowered or if it's just because you just seem to be able to annihilate the workers. And I'm not sure if that's like I said because people couldn't play them well. I think I think that it would have been also been down to because I watched the E3 demo and it was definitely a case of like when there's two queens and six workers all moving around then it sort of gets a bit more distracting for the queen as to what things she should focus on because she's either got to pay she's got to remember to pay attention to the snail she's got to try and stop the workers from getting the berries back and she's got to defend herself and her workers from the enemy queen i think that if you were only playing with four people then yeah it would be a bit bit easier to to sort of manage and thus feel overpowered yeah, and like two of them did leave after one round, so um, oh, wow. and the, the, the guy running it was like, uh, there's still another two rounds left, and it's like, fine, I guess I'll just play against you, so it did, I don't think we kind of got the, the full experience of it uh, to, to, yeah. Yeah, to, to play it properly, but it seemed like it could be a, a, a cool little party game. Yeah. Well, maybe that is something to pick up when you have seven spare joy cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Kinross. Yeah. Tell me about Doom. How uh, did that run on the Switch? It ran better than I expected. So Doom has obviously been out for a while. It's been out for about, what, six months to a year now. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much anyone who's interested in it probably already knows. But I've been, I was like on the fence about seeing how it ran and, and all that lot, but I didn't want to drop the money onto it. Um, It obviously doesn't look... You demoed it in handheld. Demoed, mode, right? Yeah, demoed in handheld. Obviously doesn't look as good as, um, you know, console PC. other console versions, because, you know, how could it? But it's the sort of game where, like, mechanically it needs to run better than graphically. Um, and I would... If I was to play it... Um, it would take me. A the, I'm still not used to playing in handheld mode. I've gotten really bad at that because I've been playing a lot of pro controller stuff. Um, it felt the same as 
as uh, other Doom. Um, if you're a uh, fan of Doom, <laughs> uh, I, I keep trying to play it, so something must be going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I had like a five-minute demo of just running around shooting aliens and things. Um, I think that generally the opinion is if you have pl- if you have the potential to play Doom on other things. You're probably better off playing it there because you get the snap map and the multiplayer. I think the multiplayer is in the Switch one. I can't remember. Um, but obviously, if you don't, or you're like, I really want to play this at work for whatever reason, then <laughs> then um, then the Switch one does do a perfectly fine job. Those guys have done some crazy magic to get it to run like that. Um, I'm excited that the next Doom is coming out on the same day as. Oh, is it actually Dane? Yeah, it's Dane Date. Okay. Oh, wait, was this was um, this the original cool. Doom and not the the new one? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the pixely, uh, the pixely Doom. Yeah. No, no, like the, <laughs> the original <laughs> remake, like the one that came out a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, that okay, one. this has gone off the road. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's new Doom, 2016 Doom. Yeah. Or 2017 or whatever it was. Yeah. It plays good. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Um, I think the only time I had like noticeable frame drop was when I blew up like three barrels in one go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, which is sort of to be expected, and it was only like a minor drop for like a bit. It wasn't like hot crash. It wasn't. It wasn't no Persona Five Japanese Starlight. No, it, yeah, it, we'll, we'll get it to was that good. story later. It was fine. Um, let's very briefly talk about Diablo because mm-hmm. I don't think I've got anything much to say about Diablo uh, apart from it was the first time I played it, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to know what a good starter class was. And the guy was super into Diablo and was like explaining to me, yeah, all of the classes, every single class, yeah. And in the end, uh, he was like, uh, barbarian. <laughs> No, I said, I was like, oh, so uh, what class is good for a starter? And then he, like, described them all for me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so I've never played Diablo before, so which one should I pick? And he went, Barbarian, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, just hold down this button and you'll just spin. And that's all I did for the entire thing, was just spin around. Yeah. Um... I don't know that I'd, like, enjoy paying 50 quid for that game. If it ever had a price drop probably would but Diablo is one of those things where when you find the class that you like then that's a good start I know that I like the wizard um wizard and there is like infinite replayability to it um again ran better than I thought it was going to uh it's functionally the same game as Diablo uh it's the full eternal collection so you've got the um, Reaper of Souls and the Necromancer stuff um, thrown in and I'm going to buy it I will buy it when it's cheaper the uh, the online I don't know whether it was wireless or local it's probably local pretty flawless local. Uh, for a while I was like is Ebby in my game or not and then I looked over and I saw me spinning around shooting laser beams I'm like yeah 
I'm in the, <laughs> we're in the <laughs> same game. Because <laughs> um, I've never yes. really played much of Diablo with multiplayer, so it was, it was nice. There you go. Let's just hope it doesn't come with Ares 37. Lol. Lol. Well, there's no auction house, so it shouldn't do. No, oh, no, it's just the the issue with all the online stuff because it was an always online game when oh, it yeah. launched, and the console versions yeah. aren't, which is nice. Yep. Okay, Andy, are you ready okay. for your quick fire round? What do you want? What do you want? Shoot me! In... Tell me about Beat Saber in less Beat than a Saber, minute. Fuck. Okay, um, it was on PS VR. Uh, it, I kind of cheated with this one. I didn't actually play it there, uh, but I saw it and there wasn't enough space, so I bought it and I played it on Vive. It's a pretty good rhythm game in VR. Basically, there's a load of squares that come at you, red and blue ones, and you have two lightsabers, and you have to smash squares with the lightsabers. And it gets mental, and it's very good on, on Vive. It's worth buying. It's worth buying on PC, I think, more than PSVR, because there's only a certain amount of tracks on PSVR, whereas it's been modded a lot on uh, like Steam. So you can add in... The problem in... is I've got to buy a Vive. Although I think you can get PSVR to work with your PC if you jiggle it enough. Maybe, so question that. mark. But I don't know if it would work. There is a way this. to do it. seconds left. But yeah, it, it's got it's got a lot of modding available and you can add it, add your own tracks in. If you like rhythm games and you like VR and you want something definitely to buy in VR, it's, it's uh, Beat Saber. Uh, Abby, 10 seconds left. Uh, he, he failed at 24 Hour Cinderella, but that's in the game. Yeah, 24 Hour Cinderella is one of the modded songs in it. And it's ridiculously hard. Oh, I'm a bit sad about that. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not that good yet. Failed it in karaoke and you're failing it in beat. I, uh, I've, I've managed to... <laughs> I've played about 20 hours of it now and I've managed to get all of the bass like songs in Expert, so... Because, yeah, I, I was watching your stream today and I am a sucker for rhythm games. It's It sort of looks like a cross between a rhythm game and uh, Fruit Ninja VR. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's the best way to describe it. And I'm like, man, I really want... I'm sad to hear... I mean, I'm not surprised, but I thought that it was like doing an audio surf thing where you download, like you pull the MP3 and it like creates the thing no. on the fly, not that it's like people have coded it. So I'm kind of sad that the PSVR version is not going to have that. So maybe I'll I'll look into trying to get it to work, my PSVR to work with the PC because I really want to play it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it comes with like 15 songs or something as the base game, yeah. and um, as far as I know... And, and You're talking about it for longer than a minute now. Yeah, sorry. Doesn't have it, but buy for Vive, mm-hmm. it's good. I've got to buy a Vive first. Could have demoed the Vive Pro, or whatever it's called. Didn't feel like that. End of story. Anyway. Uh, speaking of rhythm games, Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight. Worst demo ever <laughs> no it was fucking hilarious it was the funniest thing I've ever seen at an EGX before I feel like you are, this you, is like my fourth t- EGX yeah. and this story was just great um, as far as I remember so you'll have to correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong uh, Ken Ross was playing a song on hard yep. because the previous guy left it on hard and I didn't know it was on yeah uh, he failed it and he wanted to you know quit out and Mm-hmm. lower the difficulty yeah so he did that it gave him a menu of a description yeah it had like a uh, debug menu on... show up in the top left well, hand no. corner <laughs> well yeah that happened there was like a little debug menu and like a main menu so mm-hmm. he clicked on what he thought was right uh that caused um the player the, the character model that was on that screen 
to merge with the one on the next screen so that they were like phasing through each other. Yeah. And both we were like, both oh, menus were active weird. at the same time. And we're like, mm, okay. Um, and then the game just died. Just killed itself. It just died. So I was like, screw. I was panicking because I panicked the moment that the debug menu came up. And then obviously the two menus fused together. I'm trying to select a game, and I'm like, okay, maybe if I get into the rhythm game, it'll fix itself. Uh, physically impossible. So I was like, okay, you know what? I have a PlayStation. I'm going to go to the home menu. I'm going to close the application. I'm going to start it up again. And it wouldn't reboot. <laughs> it kept it opening. It was just like a green, like a moss green screen. <laughs> and, uh... uh... And he sat there like, oh my god, I've broken the game. I'm dying of laughter. Um, there are like four other people. There's a guy next to me who's really good at the game and he's playing it and there's a few people watching him and then there's a few people looking over that, at me freaking out at this guy, game. Side, side note, that guy who was on the other machine was a fucking game hog. He would not get off that No, machine. he wouldn't. He played like, there were only, what, three songs and he played every one at least four times. Um... <laughs> And I was just like, Which is uh, and bad uh, etiquette. Um, I'm not going to get off so the seat. I, I was going to not get off the seat so that no one else sat in it and got a bad demo. I was like, Abby, can you go get help? <laughs> so, yeah, it was one of these, like, Sega booths that just have, like, a couple of TVs along a wall mm-hmm. and no one's there. So I'm like, shit, I don't know where to go. So I went to the Fist of the North Star queue and I was like, hello, I don't know where anyone else is, but we've broken a demo. Uh and she went to find someone, and then he came along, and he was like, "This isn't my game, but let's try and fix it." <laughs> so he fixed it, and then you got to play. So. Yeah, uh, he I've had never to... seen anyone total a demo that badly. No, but how was it after you managed it, to get it working? <laughs> um, I don't know whether you've ever seen it, but there's like a style of it's of like rhythm game in Japan, where there's like a, a ring around the outside. Um, it's sort of like a touchscreen type game, um, where you like tap in. Not in, not in Persona, but in like Japan, it's a touchscreen game where you're tapping things and you're swiping your hands and all that lot. Uh, so it's significantly more advanced than the rhythms games that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some extra sort of wibbly steps of like scratching the, or well, not scratching, but you know, like a record scratch over the touchpad, which you could. I found out you could also do with like the right stick. Um, I think that the only difficulties were normal and expert. I think I would have liked it easy to begin with. <laughs> um, but it's one of those games. I think it also didn't help that it was on like a 42 inch TV, if not bigger. And, and you were like, sat really close we, to it. You're like a foot away and you're like trying to see in your peripheral all the stuff that's going on. I think it's a game that benefits from being at a distance. Um, or on a smaller TV. Or on a smaller TV because you're just sort of like. You just sort of w- take it in, um, and it's, it's sort of go on autopilot. Whereas I'm like looking all over the screen, being like, "There's a thing, there's a thing." Um, it is something that I will probably pick up if I like get enough discount points. I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll pick it up, play it, and if I don't like it, I'll trade it back in." It's fifty quid. What? We shall not. Apparently, it's PSVR compatible though. So. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'll play <laughs> my what that uh, means. my Beat Saber. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it it was fun. Once I didn't break it, I think that 
I don't know whether you've ever broken a demo, Andy, but when when you break it, <laughs> not that bad, uh, and it, and it sort of starts working again, you're still sort of like in the panic of oh god, I broke the demo. I'm really not wanting to do it again. So I didn't really sort of get into it, but I enjoyed what I played. Abby's version didn't break. What did you think, Abby? <laughs> Thought it was a rhythm game. Thought yeah. it was alright. Yeah. Like I think the thing that um, will bring me to that game is the remixes of the Persona 5 songs, to be honest. Mm. RTV was really quiet, by the way, relative to the guy who never left. Oh god, yeah. And the, pers- the, guy uh, the Persona who never 3. Left. Persona 3 was also like right next to it. But like you could hear their songs perfectly fine, and ours was just like... So you had to like really focus on and try and figure out what rhythm it yeah. was going for without like paying attention to that music too much. I feel like... It's like playing a rhythm game Demoing a rhythm mute. game in a loud environment anyway mm. is just not smart bad times yeah. like it's not a good idea no. um so yeah, I'll probably look know. at it on sale or whatever I, d- I don't want to pay 50 quid for it I've got to be honest so I no. probably won't buy it but it seems like the sort of thing that would drop in price or be in like I mean I know you don't it's either going to drop in price or it's going to be one of those things where they're like we've printed 10 copies <laughs> to yeah. 10 lucky people but it's also one of those things that I mean, you're not going to get it because you don't like digital, but PSN always has, like, the best of Japan or anime sale, and the Persona yeah, games are like always kind of in sale in those, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait for one of those. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking install it on my PS4 anyway, it's too full of Final Fantasy. That's true. So I think that, that this next one, I think that I saw it, but I could be wrong, is Tony Slope's, like, the... Like, or maybe I'm thinking of Tony Hawk. I feel like it's a skateboarding game. Am I? Am I wrong? You're wrong. It it kind <laughs> of gives off that impression, which is part of my okay. issue with it. So it was a, it was a very uh-huh. early build. Like uh, the the they sort of gave the story about like how how they uh, they weren't like game coders and they sort of went into it and they wanted to make a a bit of like a, a downhill racing game. Which is okay. it's got some like silly aspects to it. So you could um, race on stuff like uh, I think there was a dolphin or a killer whale. Uh, you could go on a, a, yeah. a trolley or like traditional, like more traditional stuff. Um, it's not quite there yet. Like it, it kind of like the the wording and and everything kind of gives it the the impression that it's like a skateboard game and it, it would have like a trick system and i kind of expected mm-hmm. there to be tricks in it but there wasn't because it, it's okay. it's called tony slopes and it's kind of got the the classic tony hawks font um so mainly like at the minute it, you're, you're pretty much controlling your, your your vehicle down a hill and uh yeah it's it's kind of a bit bare to start with and um, they they were saying that they're gonna. So is it? Sorry, I, f- I feel like I might have like had a stroke or something. So, is there a skateboard involved, or is it like a go karting type, like you know, like a if, if you a wagon go kart type thing? If you imagine uh, Mario Kart uh, Mount Wario, yeah. so you start you start at the top of it and you're racing down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, okay. But it doesn't have like a weapon system. Uh, in it, and uh-huh. there isn't any like power ups, so the okay. there there were like obstacles that you'd you'd have to like 
avoid like um at one part of it it's it sort of there were ufos like uh putting laser beams across the track which was quite fun like mm-hmm. trying to avoid everything but there were just vast expanse of like just bare slopes and i, d- I don't know if that's just because mm-hmm. they haven't like finished it properly yet finished it um okay but it 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 seemed to have a bit of character behind it mm-hmm. but i'm not sure if it's something that i'd want to pick up um okay they like it, it also seemed like you i was racing against someone else and mm-hmm. it seemed to be like if you got in front of them and you like didn't make any mistakes or hit any of the walls or any of the obstacles you're pretty much like guaranteed to win um, and it, I mean, that seems sort of like a, how a racing game works. You but, get in front, you don't hit anything, you win. But it was but, like that. There seemed to be a massive disparity, and like there wasn't. It didn't seem like that hard to miss most of the obstacles. Like it, okay. it was pretty much like whoever manages to get in front first is gonna win. Mm-hmm. And um, they said they were gonna like put some catch up system in it at some point. Yeah. Um, like a rubber band of some kind. And yeah, like if they put that into it, I think it would be more fun if they were to put some sort of tricks because the the way to control it was all on like the left analog stick of, of a, an yeah. Xbox controller. So you push forward and you go fast, you push back and you sort of break a bit. Um, I mean, it's sort of set like in my my game design mind, I'd be like, okay, Rather than making it, like, just avoid all the obstacles, if you were to be like, okay, uh, here's a wall or whatever, you run the risk of running into the wall, but if you perform a trick off it, you get a speed boost so yeah. you can try and catch up. That's... So, so sort of make it worth, um, like, a risk-reward type thing. And that that's kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, because it wasn't even, like, a jump or anything, because I was expecting, no, like, do a jump, do do a trick, and then kind of like mm-hmm. the, the Mario Kart thing where if you jump off an obstacle... Then you you hit the, the yeah the little speed boost yeah and you yeah. get the speed boost when you land. I was like, oh yeah, because cause it because it looks like and sounds like it they're going for like a trick game. I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. that out of it, but it just kind of left me a bit disappointed. So maybe they're just Fair trying enough. to set the the wrong expectations um, with the name and stylization of it. I mean, I really hope because I like that sort of. I mean, I like Mario Kart. Uh, so it'd be, like, sad to see a game where the the thing is... Li- it's literally just a racing game. Um, yeah, like... And I wonder if, like... I'm, I'm hoping that they just demoed it too early, but... I think it if wasn't they demoed it build. And this, if this is, like, the core of the game and all these people however many people played it are just like well, I'm not really into it then that's a lot of people that are like not going to look it look it up later to see if it has gained these things that, that we'd sort of like to see yeah because like it, at the moment would you ever look up Tony Slopes again probably not like after the demo which is a bit like I, I really yeah. liked the the stylization and what they were going for and it did seem silly it's just like mm. the actual gameplay just didn't do it for me yeah, um, but yeah, like well, maybe maybe it'll be there next year or, or whatever. I was gonna say it'll be better, it's got the potential but... if they like tweak it in the right ways and like add, add in the trick system, add in some way of catching up, or even just like little boosting mm-hmm. things, like like saying the risk reward, like yeah. different routes around the areas because there did only seem to be like the one main route or all that I could see. Yeah, then it it's got the potential to be like a a, a pretty decent like racing game. 
Mm-hmm. But um, at the minute, it's not there. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, I mean, anyone listed, Andy's list is a lot longer than ours. So that's why we're uh, <laughs> focusing on him right now. Well, yeah, he was... he. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So, Andy, tell me about Tanglewood. I try and keep them a bit shorter. Tanglewood is like... Sounds like a fantasy game. It, no, it's like a little platformer. It's God damn it! It's, I'm awful at this today. It's really sort of. I I liked the the story behind it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. tell that. So there was a guy who was around my age, and he um, he had a Mega Drive when he was younger, uh, and he really wanted to make a Mega Drive game, and he was ten at the time, um, yeah. and he went and worked at I can't remember the the companies it worked for. We went like worked for some AAA game companies. And then was like, fuck it, I'm going to do my childhood dream, quit his job, and decided to make a, a Mega Drive game. <laughs> so, it is a physical release of a Sega Mega Drive game in 2018. Um, it's also... There's so many of I these I feel bad for the things. people that are going to be like, oh, finish my Mega Drive collection, and now they're going to buy another game. Yeah. <laughs> it's also out for Steam as well. Yeah. Uh, so there, there is a growing trend of people being like, "I released an NES game." Yeah, Limited Run just had a game like Golf or something that came out yeah. on. Uh, oh, because it's it's the NES. It's a uh, it's a mini game in Golf Story. So they've turned a mini game in Golf Story, which is getting a physical release, into its own physical release um, alongside it in the special edition. So you you get a NES game <laughs> or NES game with your uh, with your Switch game. Wow. Uh, but there, and it works it, apparently. And like ukulele has a an N sixty four. Is it on an N sixty four drive? I don't think. Or is it, that just a USB? I think, I think it's just a USB. I don't think did, it's an actual like. Working I was going to say, did they? Because they've used a proper Mega Drive dev kit. Mm. They they've used. I'm surprised those still exist and work. I I think uh, they yeah. they took like a while to get it working. Because they're saying like everything on it was made in the dev kit, like the carts are using a 4 megabyte memory that the the original Mega Drive would have used inside a cart. It's all 16-bit, they've used like original, the original soundboards and everything, or like the original like Mega Drive sounds. Yeah. So everything in it would is as genuine as it would have been, as if it was made in like the 90s for the Mega Drive. Um, mm-hmm. It played fairly decently as well. It played kind of like a, a classic... A Mega Drive platformer. You played okay. like this little fox. Uh, I'm not sure what the story was in it, but you you kind of jump in from tree to tree, and then there'll be these little. Uh, I think they were called furballs. Uh, that might be a bit wrong, but you'd there'd be like certain parts that you'd need to to find these little like glowy ball things and push them in holes, mm-hmm. and then you could get okay. like a power up to turn into like a flying fox. Um, there, there apparently were others, but that's the only one that I saw. Uh, but that would give okay. you the like the ability to glide, so you could glide over to the next part of the tree to be able to get to the next area. Uh, it seemed to have like a, a lot of heart behind it, and I kind of want to pick up a, a a copy of it, like just to a, a Steam copy of it or a Mega Drive. Kind of a copy Mega Drive. I kind of want the a cart of it. <laughs> oh, I'm, you know what? Good for that guy. <laughs> yeah, good for that guy. Um, Achieved his dream. But yeah. It's uh, if if you're kind of into Mega Drive platformers, it's something to look at, and it's um, fourteen quid on Steam. Uh, and it, oh, is it already out? Yeah, it's already out on Steam, and they they've done the first run of carts, 
and mm-hmm. they're doing the second round, but they they are apparently like sh- I think struggling to find physical stuff, or it's or they they're finding it, but it's at manufacturers. I wonder why they're doing it themselves. Hey, we need you to no, no they, they, made a they're doing it themselves like in the years. like front room or something. <laughs> Um. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, it is it is very indie. This was another left field collection game. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's that's that. Fair enough. Well, cool. we've talked for a lot. I mean, you've talked for a lot. What would you like to to hear I about? Could do Andy? Luigi's Mansion or, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, this is the 3DS one, yeah. Yeah. So Luigi's Mansion One on the 3DS wasn't Luigi's Mansion Three because that game's nowhere near done um I, this this demo pissed me off because i thought i made a really good joke when mm-hmm. they announced the green luigi yeah because uh, in the permadeath discord chat uh i thought i made a really good pun as soon as he turned up i said it's gooigi uh as it turns out that's actually what the green luigi yeah. is called he's called <laughs> gooigi um the, this is this I'm is i'm sorry i'm sorry because i could write for nintendo and uh, they won't let me because i'm apparently not qualified or something this like, is, I don't know. this this is something that i i need to apologize for because people think that we're joking when we're like bill's like best buds with reggie and miyamoto bill actually sends transcripts of all of our chats <laughs> to nintendo so they saw that and they did they did let me know and they were like we we're taking guigi do don't, like don't don't let or... Ebi, don't let Ebby know, don't let Ebby play the demo, and I completely oh. forgot. So I'm Fuck. really sorry about that. That's 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 on me. Fucking hell. Um, Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can simply say, if you played it on the GameCube, you would have pretty much the same experience. It's just this one's got multiplayer and it's handheld. Okay. Um, which that's not like a bad thing. Luigi's Mansion was a great game, and I know there's like. A generation of people who, um, you know, haven't played it. Played it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm fucking old shit now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, like, happy that it's in a, it's on an accessible platform, mm-hmm. that people are going to play it. People are especially going to be interested in it with Luigi's Mansion 3 coming out. Yep. So... And then they can go straight into Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, the thing is, I never beat Luigi's Mansion 1. Me neither. Because it it scared me a bit when I was a kid. Oh, so I, I, just, I like, just sucked at it. <laughs> um, I don't remember what... There was like a piano lady, I want to say. She okay. just scared me. I don't know why. <laughs> Fair enough. So I just never finished that game. So maybe, maybe that'll be something I do before. Mm. LM3 in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Luigi's Mansion, but on the 3DS. Thank you very much. No problem. Andy, what would you like to hear about? We're down to our last five, four. Should we go over? We'll save. We'll save the third one on the list for the last one since we've all played it. So yep, that's fine. Okay, in. I was going to say, should we go over Soul Calibur? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk cool. about Soul Calibur. Episode cheap. That'd be a cheat. I'm not a cheat. That'd be a cheat. I was I'm, win- I'm I was fucking win- I was bad win- at Soul Calibur now, though. I was winning. And then... And, and then, then Abby, I won. And then Abby performed some, some crazy move where she kicked. And I died. Yeah, so... Who did you play as? Because I forget. Uh, the one that looks sort of like Mercy. 
Oh, you played as Sophitia. And I played <laughs> the as... Fact, the, the, the fact that I you actually know, know who you mean. Uh, you played as Sophitia, and I played as Zhanghua. Um, Zhanghua is not my character of choice, if you are curious. Talon is my character of choice. Mm-hmm. And she was not in the demo. Um, but yeah, I I played Soul Calibur 2 a lot. I played a fair amount of Soul Calibur 4. I didn't like Soul Calibur 5 at all. Soul Calibur 6 is better than Soul Calibur 5, so... I think the only Soul Calibur game I played was on the original Xbox, because... Oh, the one with um, the Duke Spawn in it or something. I don't really know, to be honest with you. But I I found that the white button on the Xbox, original Xbox controller, made me win. So I only used the white button, and people were getting pissed off, and I wasn't allowed to play anymore. (laughs) That is my Soul Calibur experience. (laughs) So I was looking at the controller yeah. and being like, where's the white button? Um, yeah, I'm I'm not good at fighting games when uh, I don't know don't know what's going on. So, there yeah. was like a little I... picture on the bottom on the desk that's like, here are the controls. I'm like, okay, I'm going to quickly look at this. And then it's just devolved into mashing. You should fucking look at the GameCube controls for Soul cool. Calibur 5. Cause it, uh, Soul Calibur 2, rather. Soul Calibur 5. Um, because I could not make heads and tails, heads and tails of them when I was a kid, because it was like, uh, kick button equals this, and it was like, okay, (laughs) this is a bit, this is a bit confusing for a 13 year old, but okay. Um. It's games where there's combos. Combos screw me. I can't do them. Yeah. Like, I think I probably would have had a better time if I'd been playing a character that I at least knew a little bit how to play. Mm-hmm. But the only two characters I ever learned to play in Soul Calibur 2 were Link and uh, Talon. Mm-hmm. So, know. you know, Link's not there. I thought the Link was Geralt in 4. Geralt is from The Witcher, though. No, he's in 2. Okay. The 4 was the one that had Darth Vader and Yoda. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this one's got Geralt. Yeah, and it's 5 cool. had uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Oh. They got some weird cameos in that series, I'm yep. telling you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that I've got much to say about it. It's not one of those things that I'm like, I'm gonna pick this up day one because it's gonna be like expensive and yep. it's got season pass and stuff. So I'll just wait because there'll be a goody version you know, or something eventually, and yep. then I'll wait for that to get cheap, and that's when I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you have uh, an average time then on that game? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pick it over Smash Bros. I get the I get, from what I was from what I saw, um, there were some people that were like super into Soul Calibur that were playing it and they they enjoyed it a lot. So, um, I think if you liked Soul Calibur, I guess one through four, five, I guess wasn't great. Um, then you will like six. It looks like more of the same, but higher resolution and with Geralt from The Witcher. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Ken Ross. Uh, yes, I can very quickly talk about Willowbrook Post. Um, yeah, tell me about a the name that you chose for your character, and God's be sake. a little bit about the game. Okay, so Willowbrook Post. We were waiting. This was at the end of the day. We literally, I, we were waiting uh, to meet up with Andy, and I was like, "Screw it! This game has a seat. Let's sit down and wait." Uh, it's very, very much in alpha. Um, it's basically shopkeep, except you're running a post office. So I was like super into that because you know, 
one of my favourite mini-games in The Wind Waker, aside from Battleship, is the post-sorting, because that is super satisfying, and I was hoping that it was going to be like that. Um, but the game being in super crazy alpha, there weren't any controls left for me, so it was basically like pushing buttons and hoping that things would work. And, um, and it asks you to put in your name, as it does in these sorts of games. And of course, I tried to put in Kint Ross. The resolution's awful, and I thought that the, for the text, I thought, you know, that's probably part of the charm. It's on a keyboard that I don't know. It's at a weird angle, and uh, so I type it in. It looks sort of right as much as it can do when it's like twelve pixels per letter, and uh, it's like, hey, so your name's Kin Todd. <laughs> I'm like, I can't be asked to retype it. So it, I completely shifted all of my letters. Um, on the left hand. I was just like, screw it, I can't be asked. Yeah, I'm Kintod. Um <laughs> Kintod the postmaster. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, yeah, I this is a game that I will I will watch. I didn't get to be get to any of the gameplay because then uh, then we found Andy. Um but yeah, this is definitely something that I'm gonna keep on my radar. And I need to write the name down because there is a place called Willowbrook somewhere in the world. And so searching for Willowbrook Post just brings you up the post office in Willowbrook. So, uh, I need to remember that name. <laughs> Might add it to my Steam watch list or something. But yeah, it's it's the sort of thing that um, would definitely sort of satisfy my, my mailman urges. Not to be confused with my <laughs> mailman urges. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> where, where is this going? What is? <laughs> I was, I was, have I? Did I miss something with this game about what it's about? <laughs> Get off. Space spaces are important when you're talking. Uh, <laughs> my male managers, not my male managers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the hyphen between oh. kick ass car and kick ass car, or whatever. Sweet ass car, sweet ass car. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that. Oh dear. Anyway, um, Andy. Yes. Your final game. On My the final list. game is one by Supergiant Games, which is Man of Medan, and it's uh, an anth- part of their anthology or their horror Sorry, anthology. S- hey. Oh, Super Supergiant isn't the people who made Bastion and Transistor Empire. No, they're the people it's that the made Until Dawn. People. Um, Until Dawn. Okay, so uh, it's. Oh, remember when we played that game together? Yeah, right? that Until Dawn was really fun, and it. Yeah, I see. The thing is, I want to hear about this game, but I don't want to play it because I would never play it on my own. So <laughs> the um, the general like game, uh, the story of this one is there's a load of divers. And they've gone diving in an old World War Two ship. Um, nope. So it's I'm out. it's <laughs> it kind of has like a very dark atmosphere as you kind of would expect. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure whereabouts in the story it kind of put you, but um, it it kind of looks and plays very similar to Until Dawn. I'm not sure if there's any um, like motion stuff like where in Until Dawn there were sections in the game where it would say don't move and you had to stay very still and then it would like yeah and then if you move the controller too much then like bad things would start happening i didn't see any of those aspects in it however there there did seem to be 
almost like the the butterfly effect system in it so um the, mm-hmm. there was choices that you'd have to make and at one stage it wasn't a totem whereas like the totems would kind of give you a glimpse of the future and like yeah. try and help you pick the good choices i did find i think it was a picture i can't remember what it was called but it was very similar to the totem system as and it was like oh uh, it showed you like a, a two second thing of someone being grabbed and mm-hmm. um so it, it plays or it felt very much like until dawn and in in the way it played and you're sort of going around the ship finding out about what happened to all of these like sailors or, or, or what happened in in world war Two, and um mm-hmm. and not not to spoil too much but scary stuff happens <laughs> um <laughs> people that's vague people start <laughs> or i'm pretty sure i got someone killed and then they killed me in the demo. Uh, and I'm not, so I'm not exactly sure whereabouts in it it was. And I mm-hmm. don't, I couldn't get a feel of whether it's going to be very similar to Until Dawn as like all of the characters can die in it. And at some stage you might like end the game with one character left or you, yeah. you would end it with a load of characters. But uh, so go for it. Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, I presume that since it's called the something anthology that it's is it going to be an episodic thing and like each one is going to be like separate games from from what i've read so it's not like this is a a standalone game but they're going to do some like more horror games as part of an anthology series so is so is it going to be like several games within a universe that are like the length of until dawn are they going to be like three hour experiences that build up or have they not really given any sort of information in that regard at this stage okay Um, yeah because because all that their website sort of says uh, is like we're hugely excited to announce dark pictures anthology a series of intense standalone horror games first game man of Medan is coming to ps4 xbox and pc in 2019 uh and it it doesn't really say anything like on their website about like how long these are going to be okay. how many of them they, they're going to be um, so apparently this is going to be one of um, they're going to release the game every six months Jesus uh, for how long did they say how many are in there sure ten um, but yeah so it, yeah, apparently they're going to release it like a, a game every six months or so and it's going to be the first one um, there's five playable characters and you'll switch between the viewpoints and like they can all die. I've just like done a bit of checking in the background. So um, I'm hoping it's going to take the same sort of cheesy horror view that yeah. Until Dawn did. It, it kind of seemed to be like that the brief like five minute demo that I played um, seemed to sort of have the same air about it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to playing some of it. Fair enough, fair enough. We played, Abby and I played Wargroove. Which I feel like we've been hearing about forever. Still doesn't yeah. have a date, but uh, uh, apparently the devs were there. Cause yeah, our, our booth guy was like, "Oh, if you find them, maybe you can get the date out of them because they won't tell me." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you don't know, Wargroove is basically uh, Advanced Wars cro- slash Fire Emblem style tactics RPG um, with multiplayer. Um, it has different sort of commander peoples who have different special abilities. Um, I played the Ent guy who has a pun 
His trebuchet is called a trebuchet. It's the only pun that we saw in the entire demo, but it was great. Um, oh my god, Andy, you got to be more excited about that pun. <laughs> Rage! There we, there we go. go. <laughs> uh, and not to, not to spoil it, but I think that the game, the demo, uh, was designed so that it ends before you lose. <laughs> because thi- I, oh things were god. not going well in our co-op mission against this one guy and um and ebby was about to die i was about to die our commanders were about to die and it's just like end screen it's like ah oh, thank you <laughs> i don't have to say i lost at the demo this ain't no scrolls situation um <laughs> yeah this game i've been really looking forward to since they announced it pretty much mm-hmm. um and I really, really enjoyed the demo. I don't yeah. know what your overall thoughts of it were. Uh, but I didn't know that there was a co-op mode. Where no, you can have, I didn't like, either. two separate armies against one bigger army. Or, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, there's either PvP or multiple PvAI. Which was really nice. It would be nice if I there was, like... a single-player campaign as yeah. well. From I am... Um, now, the problem is, now that I know that that's a thing, I want it to be online. I want... oh, it's so not going to be, though. No, it's not going to be, but I want it to be. But, um, yeah, I I have fond memories of... I feel like I was in a tent. I probably wasn't. Um, <laughs> playing Advanced Wars at night with um, with a friend, pointing a torch at my screen, because obviously the GBA wasn't back late. Yeah. Um, and just passing it around in the circle, and you have no clue what everyone else is doing. It just, like... Oh, now I'm dead. But, uh, yeah, I am... Um, I'm super looking forward to it. Whenever it shows up. It's it's the sort of thing where, I like, if the commanders didn't have special abilities, then the demo would have been a lot simpler. There was a lot of me, like, going through and being like, what does this... What does this mean? What is it? Because you don't know what it means in the context of the game. It's like, okay, this guy uh, has good resistance against something. What does that do for me? Um... So yeah, it's something that I look forward to actually playing. Yeah, so one thing that we didn't mention was that depending on who you choose as your commander, you get special units, and I chose one that had battle dogs, and they were little puppies, and they were so cute. <laughs> oh, they were so good. You don't understand how much I freaked out. It's, when I it the was basically, they sort of look like corgis with guns mounted to their backs. Uh, okay. Was, uh, I'm, I'm with that. It's, okay. It's uh, it was adorable. It was so cute. I think that every, oh. like all the units are basically the same. It's like skin changes and name changes. Um. So yeah, Ebby's like healer character had battle battle puppies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, well, that I can stop playing now and buy it. Yep. I'll pre-order it. I'll give you them. I'll give you personally, demo guy, the money for this game. <laughs> Just deliver it to um, the devs for me. But yeah, looking forward to it. Whenever yeah, it, it was really good. I just hope that it happens. Like, I don't think it'll happen this year. I think yeah. it'll happen next year, maybe. I think it'll be just after E three next year. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it's gonna be like next August. But uh, I think. I think because like Fire Emblem is one of those things that I've really wanted to get Andy into for. Forever well, mm-hmm. now, yeah. forever is that accurate? Probably, yeah, yeah uh, a little bit longer, but yeah. Um, 
so I feel like if Fire Emblem had this sort of like, oh, co-op, let's team together and we'll like yeah. go against the thing. I feel like if it had something like that, it probably would be more of a thing that you can just like pick up and go, oh, you should try this. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll play with you and it can be like something we do to pass the time. I mean, I liked because... Into the Breach, so... Well, it's like that, I guess. Yeah, it's, well, it's all of those like tactical. Yeah. Tactical. It's all like a pixely. Uh, it's RPGs. a pixely XCOM. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty much how you sell got... Final Fa- Fire Emblem. Final Fantasy Fire Emblem is basically XCOM. <laughs> like everything mm-hmm. that I recommend to Andy is like, oh, it's kind of like XCOM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yakuza, it's kind, it's kind of like. I don't know why. He's kind of like XCOM. Thumbing <laughs> me out, dude. Yeah. The last game that we all played, mm. but not at the same time, no. was Super Mario Party Boulder Switch yeah. in the Mario-thon minigame mode. Yes. Yes. So we played five minigames that were predetermined. Yep. Um. And faced off against each other in a points-based battle. How did you guys do? I lost. I. What about you, Andy? I came third and then fourth because we played it twice. What? You played it twice? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a very long queue. <laughs> Fair. Well, the thing was, we looked at the queue and we were like, oh, that's a bit longer than I thought it was going to be. We might come back later. And then there was, like, no queue the next time we came back yeah. and we played it within five minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, I got I got screwed out of one. Basically, I failed at one game and it killed my entire my entire streak. Um, I'm trying to remember what the five games so were. So the five games were... Uh, one was, like, you had a cube of steak that you needed to, to yeah. flip your Joy-Con. That's to, the one that cook. screwed me. I always the steak game. Yeah. yeah, I got five of the six sides perfectly seared, and uh, trying to get the last side over three times. I <laughs> threw that steak out of the uh, out of the frying pan and had to start over. Uh, I think for that round, I earned a grand total of nine points. Nil, oh, nil um, No, nine points. There, uh, Everyone else was in like eighty points. I was like, all right, fine. There was another one where you were running from like left to right in like a. Uh, uh, through some either oh, the mazes that one, was that one I liked dudes chasing after you and like either the top or the bottom maze uh, yep. was either straight or there was yet to weave through it obstacles uh, mm-hmm. there was a pedal bike one where you had to move the joy-con in if, uh, in a sort of pedal motion as if you were pedaling yep. bikes there was a bot rolling on the top of the barrel so you had to tilt the, the joy-con forward oh that's the one I was and then there was the last one which is the uh, charging chucks it was like a four by four grid and everyone was in in like this grid and then the the chucks would charge at you and uh if they hit you then you'd lose a life and you had three lives and it was last person standing yeah. Yeah. yeah um i think the interesting thing about the Mar- i don't know if it's like the game in general or at least mariothon like as far as i recall in like mario party games once everyone else is dead you just win like yeah um but in the mariothon like you keep as the last person standing you keep going for as long as physically possible so that you earn more points um so it means that theoretically if i had sucked at everything um and i was in last place but then it came to either the the boo chase or the 
um, charging chucks that if I happen to survive for a long time, I could actually, um, I could actually bring myself back from that, which I thought was kind of cool that it, it means that you've got the sort of instant skill based ones like the, the, uh, the bicycle or the, um, the stake. And then you've got the ones where you can catch up where you're basically surviving. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was kind of neat. It was quite fun. No, that's how I did, by the way. You... Well, that's because I know how you did. But how did you did, do, Did Abby? you win? I won. I came in first. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, she was uh, Yoshi. Oh. And the guy wasn't paying attention to how well the Yoshi was doing because he was like, oh. I think it's between these two people. Yep. I think it's going to be one of these two I was like, people. How, how? And he was like, oh, from behind, Yoshi wins. And I'm like, I was in first in like every minigame yeah. apart from the state flipping <laughs> yeah. one. I was like, no, it's, it's not from behind at all. You, Ebby was winning <laughs> quite clearly. But um, <laughs> I'm just a Mario Party master. Yeah. I was surprised by how much fun I had playing um, the minigames and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like, I know it's not a board and it's not like a very good indicator of what the whole game's gonna be like um but i did not have very much fun playing the mario party 10 mini games right some of them were okay i think the best there were some that were pretty good and then there were some that were just like okay if you were lucky and then a lot of them were just like see um, I, i've got to admit i didn't love the steak flipping mini game because i was really bad at it I, quite like I feel like that's a practice thing them, like to be fair what um, what Mario Party was it that I played, Abby? Probably. Oh God! When when uh, I, it was when? in the GameCube. Oh, it would have been either four or seven then. Yeah, which whichever one it, I think it was seven, but I didn't have fun with it, and I kind of enjoyed that one. I'm hoping that the mm. the, the yeah. board mode is isn't trash. <laughs> It like, lo- I didn't. I did not like the car thing that they did in Mario Party Ten at yeah. all, because um, it just took away from the point of it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like, I mean, this is the problem with like a, a party game where they're obviously like showing you very specific bits, but like the the tow tank thing looks really cool. I'm looking forward to that. The fact that you can like this tactical choice to choosing your character because of the dice that you get being different is nice even if yoshi has the worst one though i'm gonna be like that's my guy well yeah i always play Um, as yoshi the fact that you can have the mario-thon which is sort of like we party you where you're like i want to play five games it's like okay here you go five games it's gonna take you 10 minutes off you go um so far i like everything that i'm seeing about this game and it makes me wish that I had a social life. I might actually be able to convince people in the house to play it. I doubt it. I don't have four Joy-Con. But, um, I could. Wow. Or, you know, wow. for, when, uh, for when the three of us, when shall we three meet again, um, to play Super Mario Party. So, yeah. Um, Never. Mm. So yeah, coming from a, a, I'm cautiously optimistic. I was gonna say, coming from a background of not particularly liking Mario Party games, I enjoyed it. Mm. You liked it so much that you played twice. Yeah, yeah. The same five games. Yeah. So did you do better? So you did better the second. No, time. I did worse the second time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Everyone else had clearly like practiced and 
Yeah, that, that's the problem. No, mm-hmm. that Everyone exactly else was on their problem. third go round. Exactly. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. well, I was coming in first. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, you're not going to come in first. Forget it. No, Abby's that's too a good. Pipe dream. Yeah. I'll always bring up the rear. That's my Goomba <laughs> phrasing. I'm going to cut that. Uh, <laughs> no. Why? Uh, anyway. That was our EGX, or Eurogamer Expo 2018. Maybe we'll do one of these next year if we all go. Who knows? Um, So, as you may or may not know, Permadeath is on a hiatus for a little bit, so post-post-post-game. I can't speak. Permadeath post-game is going to be taking its place for a while, so um, hopefully you enjoyed this and you this was kind of just like an episode of Permadeath, but without Bill, so it's kind of missing the best part. Um, yeah, no offense, Ken Ross. No, 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 I get it. It's true. Bill is the best it, part. It's true. Anyway, before we leave you for this time, Andy, tell us about where we can find you and what you do online. Sure, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Roy101, R-Y-E-W-101. You can also find me on Twitch. And currently I'm streaming on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7pm BST, GMT, whatever time zone we're currently in. And generally on Mondays we are doing some more like community-based games where we're kind of playing with people. And then on Wednesday we're trying to pick up more of a story game. So we're just about to start Detroit Becomes a Human. And we just finished off Yakuza 0 after like Abby and Bill and everyone was like, you should play Yakuza 0. So we did that and it was really cool and I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, 7pm BST on twitch.tv forward slash ryu101 ryu101 Kinross yeah show me your twitter show you my twitter show me what uh, you've got it is at kinross07 I was confused when Andy said he was at twitter I'm like what, what? <laughs> but no yeah at kinross07 same as always um, I'm messaging Abby at the moment about either a stream or a let's play idea so maybe there'll be something going on twitch and youtube same thing, but you'll find out from Twitter. So that's the best place to be. Go to twitter.com forward slash kinross07. Yes. That's K I N R O S O 7. You know what? I should make an alt account called Kintod. Kintod. Evie. I can't believe <laughs> that you did that. I can. Evie, where <laughs> do we find you and what do you, you do? You can find me on. Twitter at Bizarre Jelly Five. You might see me in other places soon, but I'm not saying anything yet. Is, so. uh, isn't that Animal Heroes reference? What Bizarre Jelly Five? Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. See, <coughs> see, I'm the biggest of fans. Yeah. Suda didn't come to see me. That's okay. I'm offended. But see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.